Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Be Heard, Women Empowering Women. And today I'm very excited to have a young woman here, Veronica. And how do you pronounce your last name? Amaya. I thought so, Amaya. And Amaya has a podcast about relationships with her husband, Matt. They just got married in October last year. Yes. Am I correct? Okay. (laughs) And um, she is a relationship coach and focuses on spirituality and authenticity and helps women reconnect to their divine feminine magic, which I will talk about later. Um, And your podcast um, with your husband, Matt, you two have in-depth conversations about conscious living, emotional empowerment. Is that correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Um, So I always wanted to do a project with my husband, Matt, Mm -hmm. because people always told us that it's rare for them to see a relationship like ours. Um, because from the we know each other for six years from the beginning we have really done so much conscious work to um, better our communication to have a really beautiful flow of masculine and feminine energy um, Mm. and also to really be a really good team and so I thought it would be so beautiful for people just to see us talking with each other Mm -hmm. um, to get a little bit of an idea of what it actually, how it could be, you know, to be in a relationship that's a actually connected. Yes. And, yes. And I think you would agree with me that before you can do that, you need a foundation of self-acceptance, correct? You have to yes, and definitely. And also of really great self-awareness because otherwise you're not um, becoming aware when you have triggers and you think oh my husband did something I'm so annoyed with him and not to realize oh actually it's a lot about my trigger he maybe didn't do such a bad thing or such right, a, right. you know do you um feel there was a time in your life when you had some negative beliefs around men yes very strongly um I actually that was a big part of my work um because how I grew up with um was that my mother she first of all she was quite like a feminist Mm -hmm. um but i think also just because of her life experiences um she was she grew up on a farm and the boys were always favored and that really imprinted on her so Mm -hmm. she just had this belief that men have it easy and women have it really hard um and that's what i was basically hearing all the time so that was the lens you know how beliefs are that's how you see the world yes Yes. and so go ahead go ahead finish your thought yeah, that's what I was perceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, when I was maybe 25 or 26, I started to realize that that's not the full story, that men suffer equally as women and that for relationships, it's really unhealthy if you have this belief because mm-hmm. imagine you want to attract a man into your life, but a part of you thinks that men are manipulative, terrible, bossy, arrogant, it's even violent. violent. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah. I can relate to that because... Um, I grew up with a father that was an alcoholic and he had a lot of issues around his adoption and his identity. I believe this is my own opinion. And from just little things that happened when I was young, I believe he might've been a gay man that in the forties was absolutely not accepted and getting married and having children was really not who his true self was meant to be. Not the having children part. Let me take that, but the getting married to a woman. Let's put it that way. 
and um, we never saw them kiss or anything. And I, uh, I always say to my brother, well, they must have had sex four times because they have four children. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up in that household, um, needless to say, my creativity or idea of who I was was stifled completely because we're talking about 50s into the 60s. And um, so I had that idea that men were in control, even though I fought against it. And again, feminism was booming in the early 60s. And I was part of that as a young woman. But by the, on the same token, I'm still in these controlling relationships where the men are trying to control me. And it was abusive. I had a couple abusive relationships in the 60s and 70s. So did you have any um, trauma or anything during your childhood that you want to share with us? Anything? Yeah. So um, that is such a good point that you're making, because first of all, I think what's important to clarify is that, of course, if we say, you know, that uh, beliefs that all men are bad is not true doesn't mean that there are of course men right as there are women out there that are violent and abusive um and that's totally the truth it's just not all men but mm -hmm. um sort of like the the issue with the beliefs is and that's a little bit ironic actually when you hold beliefs that men are controlling manipulative it's very likely that you attract those kinds of men into your life as you have experienced i agree um, Yes. And that was my same experience because my, I would say I have both, you know, trauma. And when I talk about trauma, I just mean like growing up a very normal middle class family, nothing big happened. But what was the trauma around my dad was that he was um, very emotionally unavailable. And I always wanted more connection and love from him than he was able to give me. And so my first um, boyfriends, they were all very emotionally unavailable. And I just... Sometimes I thought I was like, it was like I was constantly thirsty and there was no water. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't even put my finger on because I never even had met yeah. a man. Yeah. Um, and what helped me actually tremendously was uh, to have a male therapist. It was kind of like the same age than my dad. And he was so different. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what a it father feels figure. like. Father figure. That was, that was good. And, and yeah. you know, what you said about attracting what you don't want because subconsciously I think our our little girl our inner child whatever you want to call it um wants to fix that relationship that she did not have so therefore we are attracted to these men that might have the same characteristics that hurt us with our fathers and now we're going to like make them love us you know and I know in my case two very damaged husbands I had um, and you know back then I did not see the pattern I could not see the pattern because I was in it okay now I can look back in retrospect and say oh my gosh <laughs> you know and um, how did and I think I came out of that too with some control issues and do you find that a lot of people a lot of women have like underlying control issues and they don't even realize it. Wow, this is such a good point that you're making because actually my uh, relationship coaching program for women, which is called um, Awaken You and a Goddess, that's one of the main uh, points I teach 
women um because you are totally right um it's i think the controlling comes um a lot from growing up in a very unsafe environment and with unsafe it just means simply emotionally unsafe and so if someone feels unsafe they start to control and um what I noticed is that women very often have the view of men that they are childish, that they um, don't know how to organize their life, um, that they cannot um, they cannot be left alone with children, for example, such beliefs. And so many women actually start to baby men. You know, they tell them what to wear, um, how to treat their friends, not to forget the birthdays. Um, and... Mm -hmm. And then when the man doesn't set boundaries, often it can get really that they talk to them very disrespectfully and, you know, like a child, basically. Yeah. And that obviously destroys the relationship um, and especially, of course, also the intimacy because, yes. you know, men like don't want to sleep with their mother. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I call it learned helplessness because, you know, the more and I'm guilty of this with my present husband. Now, I'm with my third husband 34 years. So there's the testimony that you can find a healthy relationship. We had a curvy path to get there. But he has Parkinson's and it is the progressive type. And um, I found I was doing more and more for him that he probably could have did for himself. And I was making more and more of the decisions. Okay. And he was just sitting back and letting it happen. And um, to the point where 2020, you know, I really, I went into a depression. And the reason I know I was depressed, I have been diagnosed with chronic depression and anxiety disorder, but I was being very mean to him. And you know that anger, and sometimes when you're depressed, depressed it comes out as anger towards someone else, okay? And, um, you know, thank God I got, help and I have therapy again I hadn't had therapy in years years and years but I went back into therapy to talk about some of these issues right and um every you know if you're with a person and hopefully you'll be with Matt a long time by the way my brother my youngest brother's name Matt <laughs> little coincidence um you know, you don't know what illnesses you might get or what kind of turns you might have in life. And this, the point of a strong marriage is to communicate and to trust each other, I think. And I couldn't do that with my first two husbands. I, I absolutely cannot trust them with anything, you know. So um, what do you think? Now, I reached out and I got some help. And um, even though, you know, I'm older, I pretty much have a good life and everything. I knew I needed help. Veronica, what do you think keeps people when they're struggling to reach out for help? Yeah. Have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think it has a few reasons. One of them, of course, is that, you know, therapy and coaching, all the self-help stuff is very stigmatized for many people. And mm -hmm. they just feel that it's an admittance to failure. Um, which of course I think it's actually the opposite it's one of the bravest things to be vulnerable with a stranger and to open yourself up mm -hmm. um, and then additional to that um, I 
many people I think feel that if they once open it, it's like the Pandora's box. They have mm. no idea what's gonna lurk in the shadows. So they think, oh my gosh, if I start talking about my marriage problems, for example, um, maybe then all my childhood deepest, darkest fears will come up and they will swallow me whole. Um, and to be fair, sometimes it is like it is like this, you know, mm -hmm. because we really have a society that thrives on suppression. I mean, that's what we get taught since we are little. Don't cry. Don't think about it. Think positively. Um, of course, thinking positive has a place, but um, it shouldn't be done to avoid anything that brings mm -hmm. us pain and yes. to shove it all into our exactly. little mind drawers. Yeah. 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 So. I. I. Um... I'm telling you what, I'm, you know, it doesn't matter how long you are working on yourself. There's always more work to be done, you know, and, you know, I had five decades of relationship experience, good and bad, and I still um, have areas that can trigger me, you know, and uh, I have to learn to um, not react, you know, but to respond. And in order to respond and not react, you have to pause. And that's the hard part for me. So I am the mindfulness of, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Take a second, take a beat, you know, take a beat. And like a lot of times my husband will just God bless him, you know, he'll want to try it. He'll go get his own coffee, but then he spills half of it on the floor. And what's my reaction going to be? I'm sorry, I'm not a saint. It's not going to be, oh, yeah, his purpose is something clear. No, I'm inside. I'm going to go, son of a gun. You know what I mean? It's like very, it's a tightrope. You, you let yourself be human. I mean, that's what that is, a human response, right? There's a mess I got to clean it up because he can't. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> but then you pause, you know, and it, it's such a, a, you know, fine line, like I said, um, what about now? You don't have to tell, but is there something Matt does that sometimes triggers you? <laughs> like something oh. <laughs> so many things. I like, thought you'd say that. Yes. I really want to say here that like I'm this is my job, right? I'm a relationship coach, but all my experience comes from my life. Yes. And um I want to really encourage everyone that you don't have to be perfect. And um most of us had such intense childhoods that you know, even to be, as I said, in a, in a good team, in a good relationship is like an amazing accomplishment. And sometimes it will happen that you're going to be so mean to your husband or wife or partner. <laughs> um, and for me, it's the same. Like, for example, sometimes what really what really gets me going is, for example, the household. Such a classical thing, right? I just like it much cleaner and he's sometimes a little bit messy. Mm -hmm. And um, I already learned, you know, to be much more like appreciative because one of the reasons why he's a bit messy is because men are very single-minded and he is doing amazing in his job and you know he I know that he would always work for his family to support us you know that's beautiful but that also means that sometimes he just can't see or he doesn't see you know when there's some vision yeah <laughs> yes he's kind of smart he doesn't see the socks in the corner <laughs> exactly and it's so silly yeah. but it's true i like i will go by now again i have the added factor of him having parkinson's but it could be for parkinson's a little bit you know it's like with children there could be a piece of paper on the floor and it'll be there all day if i don't pick it up 
<laughs> so sometimes that annoys me. And then I go, okay, Marie, he's not aware. He's trying to focus on just being able to walk from one place to another without falling, you know. But it's amazing how our humanity does that. We, we go back to being very selfish and self-centered, getting annoyed by these little trivial things that we need to pause sometimes. But I do want to talk to you about something I don't want to run out of time because my daughter, Jennifer, she's in, well, I have three daughters, but she's an amazing woman. They all are. And she was in the Marines. I could not understand it after high school when she said she wanted to be in the Marines. I thought, what? How about the Air Force or the Navy? Like the Marines seem so masculine, right? And um, she was a sergeant and she was in the Marines for 10 years. And she became a counselor and she counsels um, military people with uh, psychological issues you know, that kind of thing, very, very stressful work. So she's also into other things like mindfulness and yoga and things, you know, otherwise be too much for her. And I wanted her to do a podcast with me, which she will do in the future. And she said, oh, can I talk about the goddess archetypes? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I said, well, sure, you can talk about anything you want, but, it, you know, it's fine. So now, I tried to set a date with her and she was, oh, I'm not ready. I have to look this stuff up and I have to make an outline. I'm like, Jenny, it's only a 35 minute show. <laughs> so I know you talk about your inner goddess. That's where I was headed with this story and um, divine feminine energy. So what do you mean by that? Oh, first of all, wow, your daughter sounds amazing. What an incredible life journey. Oh, and wow, mm -hmm. I admire everybody. I wouldn't last five minutes in the military. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so what I mean with the goddess is really the part of us, first of all, that is deeply, deeply feminine. And even that, I notice many women have no idea anymore what it means to be feminine, what that, what that even is, you know, right. the part of us that is connected to the earth, that is in our bodies, that is um, very intuitive. Um, and that is an amazing part to be connected with, because, for example, talking about toxic relationships, abusive men, this part will tell you, it's like the bullshit radar is on, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that um, part knows. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing about it is also of the goddess is um, the part of us that is most precious. Um, and we as women um, often, I think, have a feeling, especially young women, I think as well, that um, we are not queens, you know, you're not goddesses, we're not worth it. And so we get into these relationships with men or in work situations where we basically sell ourselves short. Mm -hmm. um and that's really what i want to invite the women again because the feminine energy is amazing you know i mean there's a reason why there's all these myths about the queens where the knights would fight for them and die i mean whole wars are fought over the feminine it's mm -hmm. a beautiful beautiful gift yes um and i want to help women again because it doesn't matter how you look you know it oh, doesn't no, matter no. how old you are and i think too that um you know patriarchal uh, formats through the centuries we have always been you know kind of held back by men a lot of men and um i think they're afraid of us sometimes <laughs> the um 
the author of A Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if you've seen that. It, it was on Hulu. Very interesting about um, modern day America, but a section of it going back to like ancient times where women were subservient to the point of they were classes of whether they were for babies, whether they were good enough to be wives, etc. Okay. And what's interesting about that, um, Margaret Adcroft was the author. She asked a group of women one time what they were afraid of. And it, she prefaced it with this whole idea of controlling men, toxic men. And afterwards, she said, you know, when, when I ask men what they're afraid of with women, they say that they might laugh at us. And when I ask a woman, they say that they might kill us. Now, I know that sounds so strong, but <laughs> being through it, I know that there's some truth in that because I had a relationship where, seriously, if he can't have me, nobody else can. And I was stalked and I was physically attacked. Um, now, you have a nice, healthy looks loving gentle man i could see that i looked at some of your podcasts and i could tell he's just a little dull but don't you do you think that there's some toxic men out there that can be dangerous yes i mean absolutely um so what you were speaking to before is um is so true that um for example, there's many studies done when women go out in public that they are much, much, much more scared, you know, than men. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that it's deep in our tissues from so many centuries, thousands of years of violence against women yes. that um, we just have this deep fear. And also part of us knows that almost every man out there could kill you with their bare hands. I mean, that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to speak to that, you know, sometimes I think the perspective is lost that women have very much fought back through the centuries and how they do that is through yeah manipulation using often their sexual powers but also I always call it like energetic castration so what that means basically every, I don't know if you've ever heard of this no, is how yeah how um unconsciously often women with their little boys they are very scared of their masculinity. So they are basically wanting them to not be that, you know, not be very forward and assertive, maybe aggressive because they are scared of it. But the problem is, is that you, um, you are cutting a man's power basically because you don't, you know, you don't want a man to be not assertive or not confident of course you want him to be you know loving and loving mm -hmm. women protecting them right mm -hmm. um but i think there's a really huge difference and when i coach men unfortunately i mean all the men i work with they are so kind like loving you know they want to support women but they a part of them feels that they are bad just because they are men you know and mm -hmm. that is like some yeah. real shame issues that yeah. actually cut their confidence and then very often women don't find them attractive you know oh yes i i see what you're saying too because in my younger years the men i was attracted to were which i did not even know the term then toxic males because 
they exhibited those math, what I thought were masculine qualities of being strong and being in control of the situation. And part of me, I think, liked that until it went too far and they wanted to control my every move. You know, my, my yeah. first husband didn't want me to wear makeup, you know, didn't want me to dress in anything but jeans and denim jackets, you know, really like that. And then that's when sometimes your marriage, you don't see it right away, but it's an abusive relationship and it's headed the wrong direction. And yeah. it did. And um, I just know like, now I had three girls to raise um, and we have our issues even today, but you know, we're women and we, we relate on a level that's pretty similar most of the time. And um, my granddaughter made me a great grandmother, which how dare she? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I joke a lot because my, my oldest daughter turned 50 and I said, I still tell people I'm 50. I can't explain you. Because, <laughs> you know, we want to look young. And then my granddaughter, who's 24, she had a beautiful, beautiful boy um, who's my great-grandson. He'll be three in August. I adore him. And he's so smart. But I can see when he's running around and we're on FaceTime, I see the boy. I see the boy in him. It is obvious, obvious. And it is, I, I find it hysterical because when a male friend comes to the house, oh, that's it. He's got to be right by him. If they're fixing something, he runs and gets a screwdriver. You could see it, you know? And I think today too, I, we can't get deep into this, nor shall we, because I don't think I have enough knowledge. But this whole thing with trans, transgender, um, I have a cousin whose grandchildren were adopted as boys. And the one boy decided very, very young that he was a girl. And I am talking like three years old. And I recently, um, and they kind of like did a slow transition to it, letting the hair grow long, different things. And I had asked her now, how are the surrounding family members dealing with this? And she's a child psychologist. And um, the one side of the family is fine, the other side isn't. It's none of their business, really. But my point is, I think at a very young age, you know who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? You know who you are. And uh, it's just amazing that we can even talk about that today, right? Do you know if I brought this subject up t even 20 years ago, they'd be like, what? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mentioned my father. He might've been gay his whole life, but he couldn't be himself, so instead he drank. And uh, that's sometimes, too, the things we put up with in our childhood experience in our childhood are coming from our parents' damage from when they were children, you know. But yeah. when you're a child, even a teenager, you're not going to see the correlation. You're not going to see the correlation. All right, do you find that? You see that because you yes. talk to a lot of people. Yes, definitely. I mean, I know I just gave you a I lot believe, right there. <laughs> yes, no, no. Sometimes 
I feel like my only purpose in life is to kind of like heal all the trauma over the generations because mm. it accumulates. And, um, and there's also like humans are such social beings that whatever your parents find disgusting, horrible, unacceptable, you automatically want to not do right. Because you are, you want to do everything to please them so that it's your fun. survival is right. it's in your nervous system. So it's very, yeah. very difficult to yeah. go against that. Um, and yeah, and I also think that, um, it's beautiful that we have a more open society, but in terms of young children, um, I think it's also really important to help them to really find their own way. Because sometimes I feel a little bit with the transgender topic is that it's definitely like a bit of an in topic. So, um, I would really, you know, just make sure that they are, that they know that whatever happens, whatever they want, that they are deeply, deeply loved. I think that's the most important thing yeah. to mm -hmm. not push them in one or the other direction, yeah. because of course mm -hmm. the transgender um, direction is going to be a hard one, very difficult just because yeah. of the, you know, yeah. the yeah. medical situation. So um, it's just, um, yeah. everybody has their own opinion and some people can be think that they are right everybody else is wrong so now we get into these issues politically it's you know ongoing so yeah. we're just trying to work on ourselves and maybe people in our circle because we can't fix the world right not all by ourselves but every person that does shed a little light and peace and love that makes the world a little less dark and that's why i'm doing these podcasts um have you ever considered writing a book Yes, um, actually, I would. Yes, I would love to. Um, and I just uh, came up from a call because I'm on a mastermind with other women coaches. So we support each other. And there's a woman who wrote a book in three months. And she actually teaches others to write it in three months. I was like, wow, that sounds incredible. Because sometimes yeah, I, I feel like I have so much in me and yes, just yes. wants to, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing. My therapist had told me in 2021, sit down in your room alone every day for an hour and write. And I wrote my memoir in nine months and I self-published it. It's on Amazon. It's called Raised by Wolves, Trapped by Demons. Wow. Yeah, it's perfect because it, yeah, everything we're talking about. And, um, and of course I have the podcast and I'm starting a book club and uh, that is going to feature a woman's book each month different woman and they're going to be authors that have been on my podcast so when you write your book you let me know <laughs> to feature you <laughs> this has been great and it went by so fast yes so, yeah so I think what we'll do is I'll have you back again and um, before we close you do have a website called the soft feminine circle correct right. yes Yes. So um, it's a it's a part of my offering. So my website is veronikaamaya.com and the um, I call it the Soft Women and Women Circle is um, where we meet uh, every two weeks and we are practicing together to be more mm -hmm. feminine, soft. Mm -hmm. Basically what I do in my coaching program as well um, and how to relate with men from this place because especially my generation, many women don't know anymore. They are so used to in their, you know, work, to be very mm -hmm. masculine mm -hmm. assertive and then around men it becomes very difficult because you can't have two masculine relating with each other it's just gonna oh, be butting yeah. heads i know and I know. you're we not gonna my, my husband and i were both a very fate what did they call it type a personalities 
So one of us had to give, so he gave. <laughs> I think good job. All right, this has been wonderful. I really enjoyed talking to Veronica, and we will talk again. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope you listen to this podcast because it was absolutely amazing. Thanks again. Thank you so much.